0: Thank you.
1: Good morning.
2: We have partial power, so some things work and some things don't work. So who knows, in the middle of the service, all the lights might come on at once. I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, we'll do the best we can with, with what we have. Please join me in our chapel service this morning, and we begin by singing the doxology, which is found in your red hymnal, number 549. The doxology, number 549.
1: Hooray!
2: His hymn number 718. With God are wisdom and might. He has counsel and understanding. If he tears down, none can rebuild. If he shuts a man in, none can open. If he withholds the waters, they dry up. If he sends them out, they overwhelm the land. With him are strength and wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He looses the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth on their loins. He makes nations great, and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. In his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 409. I will sing the wondrous story. Number 409.
1: I will sing the wondrous story of the Christ who died for me, how he loved his home in glory for the cross of Calvary. Christ, who died for me, sing it with the saints in glory, gathered by the crystal sea. I was one, but Jesus found me, found the sheep that went astray through his law. for me sing it with the saints in glory by the crystal sea. let us pray
2: our gracious God we come before you this morning in the situations that we are in Lord you know of the challenges that we are facing and God we lift them up to you right now, Lord, we lay before you the anxieties that we have, the emotional things that we are struggling with, the physical pains that we have, the financial situations that we are in. Lord, we just lift them up to you. And God, you remind us again and again that everything that we do in our lives, the first thing you want us to do is to pray. And Lord, we are doing that right now. And Lord, thank you for the events in our lives that have brought us to our knees at times when you needed to get our attention. And the only way that you could do that is to show us and to remind us that in all circumstances we are to cry out to you and pray. Lord, we think of the family members and friends and the needs that they have in their lives. We think of the patients at this medical center, the staff that is working today, the family that we'll be visiting. Lord, we just lift them up to you all right now. And in the same way, Lord, we'd ask that you would hear their prayers, that you would hear their intentions, that you would give them the wisdom and the discernment that we all want to have to better understand your will for our lives. Lord, we do not take this opportunity for granted to worship here in this chapel. We thank you for the servicemen and women of this great nation that have served in peace and in war, that have guaranteed these freedoms to us. And we are reminded and we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our next hymn is number 412, Have You Been to Jesus? Number 412, Have You Been to Jesus? is found in the book of Psalms chapter 119 beginning with verse 105 your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws I have suffered much preserve my life Lord according to your word Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth, and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we can have together. And God, I would ask that you would just bless everyone that is here because they've made a special effort to come and worship you, regardless of whatever their reason is, regardless of whatever their motivation is. They are here, God, because they've made a choice to be here. And Lord, I would ask that you would bless them because of that choice. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. Well, I hope your week went well. Mine was a pretty normal week, if any of us have any normal week, right? You heard that term, the new normal. I, you know, when I hear that term, I'm like, what does that mean, the new normal? The new normal should be experienced every day, if you are a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ. A couple of thoughts to take away from this week that I've had in various conversations with a variety of people. A friend of mine, I was talking with him the other day and we were having a casual conversation and he actually said to me, do you call yourself a Christian? I gave him an honest answer. I go, sometimes... Because I must admit, in a conversation with my friend, I was sharing with him that I don't always meet the standard. I fail as a Christian. And I said, after all, if you are pursuing perfection, you're not always going to measure up. So even though I call myself a Christian, many times my behavior is not to the perfection standard that I should be measured by. Does that make sense? I think a lot of you can identify with that. We pursue perfection because of what we see Christ has done for our individual lives, what the Holy Spirit has presented to us as we make the effort and to do our best to follow God's will. But we do not always measure up to the word Christian. And that's okay. Because as long as we are aware of that, you and I will continue to strive after that perfect example that has been set before us, that perfection in our lives that should be the lamp of our feet, that should be the light of our path. As the psalmist writes, he here specifically talks about the law and what those laws mean to him. For us as a follower of Jesus Christ, because Christ came to fulfill the law, the perfection that we see in terms of the precepts that we are to follow is in the life of Christ. Because he fulfilled the law. That's what the scriptures tell us. And because he fulfilled the law, you and I are no longer under the law, but under the grace of God a thought about the grace of God that I think, for me, gives a better understanding of what grace represents. We've all heard the expression, everybody gets a trophy. Who has not heard that expression? Everyone gets a trophy. Everybody wins a trophy. Everybody's heard that expression, correct? And I know I've heard comments, well, that's not the reality of life because everybody doesn't win a trophy and everybody
1: doesn't get a trophy. What are we teaching our kids today? They get something for participating.
2: You've heard those expressions, right? You've heard those conversations. But I have something that I reminded myself about. When it comes to God's grace in our lives, every single one of us gets a trophy. Think about that. Because of God's grace for our lives, every single one of us gets a trophy. And we get that trophy of grace for no reason at all. We don't even have to participate. And God gives us that trophy of grace. And I think that's going to be a new and a different way that I'm going to be explaining grace to people. Because people try to wrap themselves around the word grace and what it means. And I was taught very young that it means God's unmerited favor to each and every one of us. And that is correct. But in terms of our modern day inferences, our modern day expressions, God's grace means that all of us get a trophy. And perhaps maybe I'll have some of those Cheap trophies done. You know the you know to talk about like those little ones you give out the kids or maybe those little medallions that actually says God's grace and everybody gets one and you don't even have to participate. Because that's what God's love truly is for me and for you. And it is in that unmerited favor that God has given us that He wants us to walk with Him every day. To walk with Him as we follow Jesus Christ. To walk with Him with the precepts of perfection that Christ has fulfilled because of what He did on the cross for each and every one of us. I'm doing my best, sir. (laughs) And it's within those precepts That you and I, God wants us to have our lives lighted the path of our lives. Everything that we do, everything that we say should reflect of what we believe in, in Jesus Christ. And so the question is, if we are following the perfection of Jesus Christ, what path are you on right now, this morning? What path? Am I on right now, this morning? The path that we are on this morning reflects where we are in our relationship with God. Reflects who we are in our relationship with God. I don't know what path you are on. You do not know what path I am on. But both of those paths reflect who we are as a follower of Jesus Christ. And it is in that path as we take one step at a time that God wants us to follow who he is, who he was, and who he will become in our everyday lives. God wants us to get on the right path for our lives. But first we need to find it. And if you are not on a path that at least makes the effort, And once again, as I talked about before, I try to make the effort to follow the path that Christ wants me to follow. I do deviate from that path. I do step off that path. But God reminds me through the presence of His Holy Spirit to get back on that path. Sometimes I'm a willing participant, and other times I am unwilling, and that He has to take me and drag me back onto the path that I should be on using the circumstances in my life to correct me and to point me in the right direction, using the circumstances in my life to give me the guidance that I need to have so I can get back on the path that God wants me to follow. And perhaps it is the same way with you. Because within the path that God wants us to follow through His Son, Jesus Christ, understanding it is the model of perfection that we will never measure up, but we are to continue to follow and to track and to pursue every day, we are reminded that we are not alone in that process. That God is always there with us, walking by our side as we journey on that path. We are journeying with that path with God together. He has never left us. He has never forsaken us. Even though there are times that we've asked the question why we found ourselves in certain circumstances, we ask ourselves why certain hurts happen to us, certain injustices that happened to us. And I think we should ask those questions of God. I think God is big enough to handle those questions God is big enough to handle our anger and to handle our frustrations because God is God. But many times as we are on that path, walking with God, we have different needs. All of us have different needs. We want those needs to be met. We want those needs. Not just the physical needs that we all have, but also the need to have compassion. The need that we all have as human beings to want to be loved, to want to be appreciated. The need that every one of us have to somehow live a life that is based on peace and less conflict even though we are surrounded by conflicts all around us. All of us are looking for the whole idea that as we walk with God that we want to find that purpose. And we are constantly searching and looking for that truth that represents the purpose that God wants us to follow. We're looking to find God's will for our lives. And many times as we are looking at our needs and we're trying to figure ourselves out, we're trying to know ourselves better, we do things in our lives that what I call is the shotgun effect, right? You throw it all up against the wall and you see what sticks. But God tells us in our walk with Him, as we're journeying down the path, to come before Him with all of our needs all of the needs that we have in our lives, everything that we want to pray about, no matter how small or how big. God wants us to come before him as we look for that light, as we look for the illumination that God wants us to have spiritually to walk with him. Reminding ourselves that because of what Christ has done for us on the cross, that you and I have received God's grace that we have received the trophy that was won for us because of what Christ did for us. Nothing that we did at all. But because of God's love, we find ourselves on the path that God wants us to be on because of that relationship through his son, Jesus Christ. But yet as we journey through life, as we journey through the circumstances, as we try to walk with God on the correct path as much as possibly we can, we find ourselves getting tired, don't we? We find ourselves crying out. There was a chaplain that I used to work with here, and I can't tell you how many times during the week he would just say in conversation, didn't make any sense, How long, O Lord, how long? And doesn't it seem to be that way sometimes? That we just get tired of some of the things that we just have to deal with every day. The challenges that we have. And maybe we not say it in that way in terms of how long, oh Lord, but in our hearts and in our minds, we are expressing those words and feelings. How long, Lord? How long do I have to continue on this path that you have put me in? How long do I have to work with the anxieties that I have in my life? How long do I have to work with the emotional issues that I have, the depression that I have? How long do I have to work with the sorrows and the suffering that I'm experiencing? And I'm trying to deal with it in any way that I possibly can. And we become tired. We want to give up. we lose the courage to continue on. But God tells us that as we are on that path following Christ and when we are tired that is the time when we just have to reach out to God to help us take that next step. To pick us back up when we have fallen from the exhaustion of just living. Just living in itself. When we've been so overwhelmed by worry, when we feel so inadequate. I shared with someone else this week as we were dealing with a situation that he specifically had and he was looking for advice. And we had a long conversation and the next day he texted me and acknowledged the conversation he was very appreciative and I reminded him as I remind myself and as I remind all of you God wants you God wants you regardless of who or what circumstances happens to be kicking you around today regardless of how inadequate you feel, regardless of how you think that everybody seems to be against you this morning. And all of those things might be true. All of your anxieties, all of your things that you are concerned about, all of your fears. But God has this word for you as he has it for me. God wants you. And it is in that wanting that we truly see the path that God has laid out for us. Maybe not all the way to the end, but maybe just enough to take that one more step that will give us the confidence and the courage that we need to have to take another step. That will give us the confidence and the courage that we need to take another step. And it is in that journey, as we understand, as we follow the path of God, that we can give praise in those circumstances. That we can identify with the fact that you and I have a heritage that is based on faith. A heritage that is based on faith that will last forever into eternity. And there's no way in our finite thinking, the boundaries that we have in terms of the time in which we exist, that we can truly understand what forever really means, what eternity really means. But again and again, the scriptures remind us that that's what is there for each and every one of us that have acknowledged Jesus Christ within their own lives that have confessed their sins before God, that invited Christ and the Holy Spirit to come and to be in their life. God knows that you are not perfect. God knows that I am not perfect. But because we know that, God gives us again and again that opportunity for us to mature and to grow in Him. And as we follow that path, as we desire to follow the precepts of God set before us through His Son, Jesus Christ, many times the things that we find ourselves in, the circumstances that we find ourselves in, the best way for us to get out of those circumstances is to say one word, and that is, no. No. I am not going to do that. I am aware of the boundaries that God has given me. And no, I am not going to say that. No, I am not going to do that. No. Because it reveals the control that God has made available to us in our lives. The control for us to make choices the control that God has given us through His grace, that by our actions we say no to those things that we need to say no to. The things that create more problems for us than they should. And I know what I need to say no to. You know what you need to say no to. The things that take us off the path that God wants us to be on. The things that we need to say no to that takes us away from the light and we find ourselves in darkness in which we do not know what to do next. The things within our lives that we need to say no to that should be the boundaries in which you and I stay on the path that God has given us. Because God wants you God loves you and we say yes to those things that keep us on the path that God wants us to be on we say yes to those things that keep us in the light so we can take that next step We say yes to those things that can give us an understanding and a vision about our future. That it's more than just the daily existence in which you and I survive upon on a daily basis. Our existence as a follower of Jesus Christ is more than just the daily grind that we have to endure. It gives us that hope in terms of what to look forward to and provides us that understanding that as we take that next step, that we do so without any fear. We do so without any anxiety. We do so understanding that God wants us to go forward in our lives. And he does not want us to look back. He wants us to look forward. He wants us to look forward for us to see that peace that he gives us that passes all of our understanding and comprehension, to give us the whole idea as we go forward, the purpose that God has for each and every one of us. You and I have a will that God wants us to follow. Your will for your life is different than my will for my life when I'm walking with God. But the principles are the same to stay on that same path, to delight in the things that God wants us to pursue, to say yes to those things that gives us the understanding and the comprehension that we need to have, to creating us the compassion and the love that God wants us to have, to creating us that smile, not that frown that God wants you to have. Did you smile this morning when you got up and looked in the mirror? I should have. I don't think I did. I actually asked my wife, do I need to brush my teeth this morning? She goes, how do I know? But God wants us to be created in such a way that each day we begin with that smile that reflects the fact that God wants us every day, every moment of every day with the understanding that as we are walking with God that you and I have that grace you and I have that trophy of God's unmerited favor and because of that we can do those things each day that we need to do to say no when we we need to say no to say yes when we need to say yes and to allow God to do the rest. Hey, that rhymes. Didn't mean it to be that way. But to say no when we need to say no, to say yes when we need to say yes, and to allow God to do the rest. It is my hope and prayer that all of us want to stay on the path as best that we can, allowing God to be working in our lives so that each step is one in which we take forth with faith, with trust, with confidence, and with courage. Amen. Let us prepare our hearts before we pay, partake of communion. And we practice open communion here, which means that if you have a personal relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ, you are welcome to partake of communion with us. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have given us this opportunity to just talk to you. The opportunity for us just to examine our lives to see what path that we are on that you want us to follow. Lord, forgive us for not incorporating the grace that you want us to have. Forgive us for the times that we have not said no. Forgive us for the times that we have not said yes. And Lord, we are putting our trust and our confidence in you because of what your Son did for us on the cross. Thank you, God, for forgiving us of our sins and loving us just the way we are this morning. In Christ's name, amen. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn is number 414, Softly and Tenderly. Number 414, Softly and Tenderly.
0: Why should we take
2: God, we are so thankful that you have given us the opportunity to walk on the path that you want us to be on, to call us home, each and every one of us.
0: And we know that that
2: home, Lord, is full of your love. And God, we can sense the embracing of your spirit right now, embracing us with that love as it is our desire to come home to you. Help us, God, to stay on that path. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding
0: be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.